From the time of his hatching, he was different. A potentially brilliant scholar who dreaded the structured environment of school. He educated himself in the streets, taking whatever work was available, formulating his philosophy of self from what he had learned of the world about him. And then the cosmic axis shifted, and that world changed. Suddenly, he was stranded in a universe he could not fathom. Without warning, he became a strange fowl in an even stranger land. Welcome to the one, and for some reason only, podcast about Marvel Comics' greatest talking duck, Howard the Duck, trapped in a world he never made, hosted by myself, Noel, who's loved Howard since he was a kid. And me, Russell, who's not new to comics, but is new to Howard. We go through a couple issues from Howard's Marvel comic book history with some creator backgrounds, storied histories, and the weird world of 1970s comic books to today's. Get ducked up in a world he never made. Trapped in a world, the Howard the Duck podcast. Wow! Proud members of the collective. Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of L. And I'm Ray from the House of Zod. And we're joined by our guest, uh, Nathan, from the Superman the Animated Series podcast. Hello, Nathan. Hey, guys. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah. No worries. Um, so this isn't our first collaboration together. Uh, I mentioned a while ago, listeners, that I did an episode with him on his podcast check that out and mm. him and ray were also on dcau to talk about Batman. yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. Um, but you yeah, know it's great to meet you over there nathan uh your dcau great great stuff a little shout out to alan and rebecca who yeah. host that uh but yeah we had a, a fun time talking about the killing joke <clears throat> nudge nudge wink yeah. wink <laughs> so uh but more than happy to have you back here talking about superman you know where it's at you know the important stuff Oh, ex- exactly. Like, I always love talking anything with regards to DC or superhero in general, even talking about yeah. Marvel as well. But, you know, back to Superman where it all started for me. And, uh, yeah, I always love to talk about my favorite superhero and especially from the animated series. So I'm looking forward to uh, talking about these two episodes that we have planned. Yeah. So what's your history with Superman and how did you get to the animated series? Was that first or...? Um, well, I grew up with uh, the Christopher Reeve movies. Uh, I actually watched the second one first. Um, Dad had that on uh, VHS here in Australia. Uh, we had the international ver- uh, version, as you guys yeah. might um, remember. And when I actually got my first DVD copy of Superman 2, I, th- I thought someone, you know, did someone gave me the wrong copy because it just wasn't, <laughs> you know, the Superman 2 that I remember. But but yeah, that, that was what I remember most was Superman 2. Then I actually watched Superman 4 next. Oh, wow. Because um, I remember that coming out in, I think it was 87. So I was six at the time. Mm-hmm. So I remember, I uh, didn't actually see it at the cinemas, but I remember, you know, getting it on VHS. And then I went back and watched Su- Superman the movie, followed by Superman 3. And then that led on to uh, actually Superboy um, on TV, mm-hmm. um, coming home for the afternoon of a school, <coughs> um, watching that on TV. And. And then leading into uh, Lois and Clark and the Adventures of Superman um, into the late 90s. And then on to Smallville for me. Uh, the animated series didn't really come about until the uh, the mid-2000s when uh, Superman Returns 
uh, brought it, yeah, came out on DVD. Then a lot of yeah. other, um, you know, genre stuff came out at the same time with Lois and Clark on DVD. Okay. Uh, you know, some Smallville started to come out on DVD, and then the animated series, and that's where I, I found it. So it's and, a good, um, a good ten years after release, right? Uh, well, season one release, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I remember, I remember seeing episodes of Justice League and Justice League Unlimited before watching uh, Superman. You know, most people who've watched it, the animated series obviously go back to Batman the animated series. Yeah. Uh, you know, and but but for me, I, I probably watched Superman the animated series before I actually watched parts of Batman the animated series, and obviously mm-hmm. knowing a lot more now than I did then. And but the reason why I went on to do a podcast about the animated series, funnily enough, was uh, you know my favorite genres of tv shows for superman were already taken so lois and clark was mm. already taken by <laughs> matt, matt truex so he's, he yeah. went off and then um zach moore went off and did smallville uh always holding the smallville so that was taken so i thought well animated side of things what's going on with there and i didn't find too much out there talking about superman in the animated side yeah. of things and and mm. then since i've started met a lot of great people such as yourselves but also you know, the guys over at DCAU Podcast, as you already mentioned, with Alan and Rebecca, and uh, also they've got the DCAU Review as well with mm-hmm. Cal and Liam, who I've met as well. And then I've, um, you know, met Steve from Saturday uh, Superman Show as well. And there's so many great people out there talking about not only Superman, but also DC as a, as a whole in the animated space. And it's just great to meet everybody. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Connor, you, you've got the – is it the Blu-ray? Of the animated series, no, no, the TV. DVD. Sorry, they the did anime. release the Blu-ray last year, I think. Though, ah, right. Oh. I mean, yeah, I'm, you, um, I take it, Connor. You, you've watched it all. Um, this is only the, the ones. What we're going to be doing now, listeners, uh, probably a, a handful now that I've watched. Um, mm. You know, really been enjoying them. We'll get into it, uh, but yeah, I mean, three seasons. What about thirteen episodes per season? So a good swag of. Of episodes um, there for a, a nice uh, for, to, to cover on your podcast as well, Nathan. Yeah, well, you got um, you're pretty much right there, Ray. So you got uh, 13 in season one. There's 26 episodes in season two, oh, and then yeah. they've gone back to 13 episodes in season three. Um, you know, 13, the first season, you know, pretty much tells you shows you who the who the, the main character is, who the villains are, and then it just mm. speeds up from there, leading into mm-hmm. season two. Um, with big, you know, big story arcs, you know, uh, talking about Darkseid, uh, that's a really big story arc in season two, but also starts off a little bit in season one, but leads into, you know, the finale in season three. And yeah, there's yeah. a lot of great, great snippets um, throughout the series. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So um, we're talking about the episodes we're talking about today, uh, episode six, Feeding Time. And episode thirteen, Two's a Crowd, both from season one. Yes, uh, I thought Two's a Crowd being the season one finale. Yeah, look, I, th- I thought I'd pick this. Uh, this was between Connor and myself, and I thought I'd give it a go uh, to pick a couple of animated series episodes that kind of, I guess, t- kind of tied in together. So I had to look at all the synopses, yeah. and and uh, which villain or you know guest star was on there, and and uh, had a look at Metallo. I thought that was pretty cool. But I've always been interested in in Parasite. Um, yeah. So you found these two episodes, uh, and albeit they're not really kind of linked, other than you get to see Parasite again in the the um, episode thirteen. 
Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, no. I mean, this is they're, they're linked in the sense that this is Parasite's first, like uh, his his first appearance after yeah. Uh, or his first starring role after his debut is to the crowd, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, but, like... I, I, I think guess, it's, like, a little double feature. Yes. Yeah. Watch. That, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, yeah, it works well together, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's um, yeah, interesting stuff. It's good to see that Batman didn't make an appearance. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep yourself contained. Uh, sorry, a little, little jab there. <laughs> we yeah, I'm bat- sick of hearing about the Batman lately. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so, um, yeah. Well, yeah. why don't why don't we uh, why don't we fly over to Metropolis, city mm-hmm. of tomorrow, and get into feeding time? Let's do it. All right, up, 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 up and, and away. Hey there, everyone. I'd like to tell you about the YouTube channel. I am your target demographic. If you're a fan of comics, we have plenty that you'll enjoy over there, including a series called Heroes Like Us that explores comic characters of all sorts of different identities. And we even have a series that defines words that are used in nerd culture that you may not know what they mean. So you can check us out by heading to YouTube and searching I Am Your Target Demographic or look up IAYTD on any social media outlet. Alright, so we're back and yeah so feeding time was written by robert goodman uh, directed by dan reba and the animation services by coco slash don yang don yang um so i won't it's either like a giant synopsis that summarizes every event Mm -hmm. or better yet you guys can watch those yourself and we'll give you the rough gist uh so this is basically parasite's origin Mm mm-hmm Yep. So Rudy Jones is a bit Rudy of a pusher, a janitor uh, who yep. owes money, and basically he is sort of muscled into having to steal this uh, this waste or whatever from yes. Star Labs, mm-hmm. this stuff they're experimenting on. And so he gets into the forklift, and he's in the back of a truck, and uh, it spills on him, and he becomes parasite, which is an awesome scene. Yes, uh, that transformation scene. And uh, basically, he starts, you know, feeding on people the usual parasite thing. Then, mm-hmm. but he also gets their memories, and he stumbles across Superman. Uh, drains Superman. Superman gets trapped. Jimmy rescues him. Superman puts on his suit, mm-hmm. and uh, like his lead line suit. Yes, uh, and it saves him, and he weakens Parasite with Kryptonite, um, which is all stuff we will talk about in detail. Don't mm-hmm. worry, uh, and. Yeah, and there's also the neat touch that Parasite learns he's Clark Kent as well. Yes. So, uh, but at the end of the episode, Parasite doesn't remember anything, which I think is their way of hand waving that. Yeah, yeah. But yep. as we'll see in Who's a Crowd, he'll know anyway. So, yeah. Uh, but hey, maybe that's information he wants to keep to himself, you know. So. True. Uh, but yeah, um, let's, let's start from. Well, we'll start for Rudy Jones. Yes, can I can I ask straight off the bat um, to yep. both to both you, Connor and and Nathan, is this the parasite we see in the comics as well? Is it number one? Is it Rudy Jones? Is he a janitor, or has this been kind of changed dr- uh, dramatically? Um, I mean, it's pretty much the same gist. Is it okay? Like, cool. I mean, there's been a few parasites. Uh, I think Rudy Jones is the first one. Mm-hmm. 
but I mean, it's similar. Just like he's a he's a low life or a just a really. I mean, there's like a few variations on who okay. Rudy, Rudy Jones is, like how sympathetic he is before he becomes parasite. I think originally he was just a jerk, which okay. you know makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what Nathan? What about you? Uh, well, my, my this is my first. Uh, as I've mentioned before, um, you know, I haven't, I haven't read a lot of comic books with regards to a lot of these um, characters, and this is my first incarnation into the character was this series. And then I think my next incarnation was actually All-Star Superman when I actually saw him. And then, mm, yep, yep. Um, you know, the uh, the movie, the animated movie that came out um, was like, like, two years ago, the one of the later DCAU yep. movies that came out not too long ago where they had another incarnation of Parasite, but... I did, I did like this this version of Parasite. Like, you know, I like Rudy at the start, you know, um, being a forklift operator myself, watching uh, Rudy try to operate with being <laughs> funny. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm pretty confident that don't have how bad you are, you don't go forwards and backwards like you do in a car. So <laughs> I was having a bit of a chuckle watching that. But yeah. one thing I did laugh at the start was LeBeau, how, um, you know, Finding out that the actor behind that was actually, you know, the T one thousand himself from Terminator Two, oh, and I just thought Robert, Robert Patrick. Patrick. Wow. Okay. Wait, who was uh, Robert Patrick? He was a T one thousand. He was a yeah, yeah. But who does he play in the episode? Oh, LeBeau. Uh, Le- LeBeau, yeah. you know the the guy that's trying oh, to steal all uh, the yeah, the guy that's yeah, the, that's got Rudy under his that's... thumb, so to speak. Um, yeah. Oh wow, it did. I did not pick that at all. Um, well, well done, Mister Patrick. He, he definitely changed his voice for that one, didn't he? Yeah. Like, oh, I, I, I couldn't depict it either. And um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a good one considering it, this would have come out not too long after Terminator Two as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Was, uh, sorry, go on. Oh no, I was about to say um, it was an interesting introduction to Rudy and and LeBeau as well. Um, almost getting away with it because Rudy has this almost affable nature towards the security guards who you know. Say, say to him, oh, you know, well, you're you're working forklifts now, and he's kind of sheepishly saying, yeah. And LeBeau kind of gives the game away by you know unsh- unsheathing the the gun, <laughs> just you know, yeah, um, opening fire, you know, on, on chemical, um, you know, canisters and stuff. So, uh, yeah, no, it, it was it was a good good um, introduction to to Rudy. I remember, so I remember now. I remember Rudy Jones's post crisis. Uh, so the parasite okay. was a different guy. Right in pre-crisis, but roughly the same sort of thing. Um, but yeah. no big surprise because, as listeners know, I read like uh, all of post-crisis Superman a few years up to like a couple of years after his death, where I'm struggling um, mm. for various reasons. But uh, like Parasite was one of the characters who just popped up and didn't get an origin in Superman because right. he got his origin in Firestorm at the time. Oh, so yeah, like this this design. Yeah, the design in this show harkens back to his pre-crisis a little bit. Okay. Uh, but, um, yeah, so... And, and he's always been able to... Uh, I know, I mean, my understanding is, is he sucks the like, life force and stuff, but uh, yeah. did he always... Uh, was he always able to gather the memories of the people as well as the attributes? Because he becomes as strong as Superman, right? And he In this one, he um, basically mimics his powers... Yeah, he always absorbed, like, superpowers and stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah. Knowledge, I think he did as well. Okay. Um, I think his powers have pretty much been the same. Yeah, okay, cool. Oh, that's great. So, yeah. Uh, you know, let's get the elephant out of the room. I don't <laughs> like how Parasite looks. 
<laughs> I think it's a really crappy design. Uh, well, just with his, like, his Lilu um, fifth element freaking I mean, bikini. It works, that he... <laughs> it works better in the comic. Yeah. In this, like, with the Bruce Tibbs style, I mean, he just, he just looks like a giant purple dude with... Like, I like his face. Too... Yeah, but, yeah. There's no texture to mm. him. Like, he's just... Well, like, his texture like, is purple. Uh, well, I'm assuming he's meant to be kind of like a sludge, right? I mean, kind of. The way that you see him in the origin, he gets doused in all that of, stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look, totally different, Nathan, to... You were mentioning All-Star and um, and the animated uh, version of that as well. That was a parasite I was, was pretty keen on because he looks yeah. so grotesque. Uh, so it was interesting to see him in this guy's... I mean, he started off as humanoid, but, you know, that, that worked at the time in the, the 60s. But, like, with um, with this and the really simple Bruce Tim design, it just doesn't work. Like, he has the Dorito shape. Um, <laughs> he's got the weird white <laughs> clothes, which, again, he had in the comics, but it just looks it just looks too simple here. Yeah. To, for You know, it's like it, we're in the 90s. Come on, people, we can do... More interesting things in Parasite than this pouches, sort of, trench coats. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, DC nineties. I'm talking about. I think yeah, it probably comes down yeah. down to uh, you know, like the the fact that this is for for kids, obviously. But yeah. you know, it's funny how we, we we talk about you know the style of how he was animated here, thinking. Oh, they did it because of the you know the young kids who are watching it back then. But then you lead into some of the darker stories, especially yeah. one that you and I spoke about, kind of unity. Yeah. So you can't tell me that they mm. didn't change it up after season two and three. So, well, I mean, um, you can. Sorry, go on. No, no, I, I was finished. I was, <laughs> I was all good. Oh, well, I was going to say you could even go into the Batman animated series and look at the designs for the villains there. Like that, yeah. most of them were like had interesting visual designs. This is just not an interesting one for me. Um, I think his transformation scene is really cool. Yeah. Uh, probably the standout of the episode. Um, and I think, like, when he's a silhouette, when the police officer walks up to him. Yeah, it had very horror yeah. elements. There. Yeah, I thought that was cool too. It. But when you see him out in the daylight and he's just this sort of purple idiot. Um, yeah. I've seen you're, like... picking, you're picking the darker, more mature kind of scenes, Connor. Um, in this, I mean, that they were standouts for that for, no, for someone of our demographic. But like, you know, I'm not, I guess I'm not talk, it's not that it's for kids. I don't mind that. It's just I find the design uninteresting. Mm. Like, because I mean, Batman was for kids too, and they had interesting designs for like Mister Freeze, Clayface had a really cool design, and Parasite just seems pretty lazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm sure they weren't trying to be lazy, but yeah, I mean, like compare it with Metallo. He had a great design mm. in this show. Well, why yeah. didn't they? Go, why didn't they go for that other more grotesque parasite? Was that? I mean, obviously, I don't think you need grotesque. I think you could have kept it humanoid, just you know, not the fifth element thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think what you were saying too, Ray, was with, with the with the face sort of thing. Like his yep. mouth was basically just a darker purple opening up all the time. Yeah. There was no actual mouth sort of things, and I, the eyes I were just. Like, a, I like a that. White. The, yeah, I like that in the eyes, and like the eyes kind of glowed when you knew something was happening. Um, yeah, his I mean. It's just his body. It's, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'd agree as well. It was a. It, it, it did actually surprise me when he first revealed himself to LeBeau in his bikini. 
his yeah. white bikini. <laughs> I mean, you know, comparing it back even compared to other Superman the Animated Series villains, uh, yeah. I'm not huge on Brainiac's design because he yeah. looks like a plastic toy, but, um, like, they still did something with it, you know, mm. tried to make it different and developed it. Uh, this, I don't know, just thinking of, of all the, comparing it to all the other designs, this just feels a bit lacking. Uh, not, but I think his character's good. Mm-hmm. I like, I like the episodes he's in. It's just a visual design alone. I'm just not yeah. a big fan of. Uh, well, he's also, I mean, as well, because he seemed again like a very sympathetic character to begin with. Um, yeah. Are we to assume that he's gone just insane now? Because he takes a, it's a real heel turn once he gains the power. Has he gone like power mad, Connor and, and, and Nathan? Is that the reason? Because he he seems to have lost all traits of. You know, I don't think he's gone insane, but yeah. you know, he t- he starts off as a pushover, and then he just decides to take it out of. Well, that's you know, I, it's like I I'm guess, in charge now. I think yeah, it's very yeah. well. Basic. I, yeah, you're right. I think that's what Superman said a bit later on. Like, um, he's finally like he's been pushed around for so long. Maybe then this is his chance to he's to do his as, thing. He's not as developed as like Metallo. Yeah, and Metallo starts off as a bad guy, mercenary, John Corbin, mm-hmm. but he gets some interesting development, and he doesn't necessarily like being metallo but like he has a motivation to fight superman and stuff and then yep. he has like an arc i'm not sure if you've seen his episode the way no. of the flesh no i'd like to but no no but uh it's a know, good he, one yeah. yeah he doesn't he doesn't have like abrupt changes of heart like he i'm just comparing that to this is a really sort of well thought out character arc for the yep. villain and he like you get yes why he's a villain and he was already kind of a bad guy whereas here you're right it's a bit like um Electro and Sp- Amazing Spider-Man Two, mm-hmm. uh, except I think that was a bit more fleshed out, which okay. makes sense as a two-hour movie. But um, yeah, yeah, you know, just like the idea of this—he's not a bad guy. He's just, uh, you know, not like he's just kind of a loser in society. Yeah, he's and he's kind of just taken it with got two all hands. This power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just maybe they could have had a scene where he's like, "Oh, I have all this power now. Now yeah. I'm gonna, you know, take it out on." Yeah. Instead, he just kind of starts robbing. He banks, just he just starts you know? to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe yeah, exactly. A short little scene for that. Uh, incidentally, as well, before I forget, um, you reminded me. So, listeners, um, t- to watch these episodes, if you oh. have the DVD, of, of course, by all means, that's that's pretty easy to do. I know it's available on uh, for Australian listeners on Stan. Uh, it's also on Binge. Binge only has season three, uh, but yeah. it, you can actually buy it on. Um, on uh, iTunes, if you can, if you so like, so um, so catch it over there. Google Play has season three as well, but they are getting seasons one and two. So the best bet is iTunes if you want to go check it out. Uh, actually, just to add with uh, binge for season three, if yes. you actually look at it, it's not in order. It's not. It's all over the place. And, and it's, binge is, and it's yeah. missing two episodes. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, binge is it's a it's a shamozzle, That one <laughs> I didn't even. Touch. I've got binge. Unfortunately, I don't have Stan. Um, but yeah, Binge has, has got only season three, and it's all over the place. So oh, hopefully they'll fix that up. It's ridiculous. Like, um, yeah. yeah, it's like they're trying to copy HBO Max, but we'll do it the cheaper version. Yes. Oh, and, and thank you, Nathan. Sorry, and for American listeners, HBO Max is where you'll find it too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but just going back to what you're talking about before, Ray, about Parasite, about being, you know, the, the fact that Rudy starts off being like generally this nice guy, and just yeah. all this happened to him so fast, and Yep, uh, yeah, the power got to him. But when we talk about start talking about twos of crowd, you actually 
it starts to revert back to, you know, the mm. kind of person that Rudy is. It shows that, you know, he is actually a genuinely nice guy. He wants to do the right thing. And I'll yeah. talk about that when we start talking about the episode as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the fact it, it comes full circle in a way. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. Well, I mean, offset offset by Earl, who is absolutely, you know, yeah. diabolical. So you can see, yeah. yeah, definitely see Rudy as a bit more sympathetic. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but like you said, I think in this episode of Feeding Time, he's just, especially when he gets the power of Superman, it just goes to his head and he yeah. just realises that I've never had this power before, I want more, and he's just, yeah. yeah but, but, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more. I, I really like the scene where um, Clark is finally kind of recovering, you know, and, and he bends that the hospital kind yeah. of stand and checks it out. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I think. And then he, then you see him <laughs> in his apartment just talking to, I can't remember who's talking to, Perry White or... or yeah, um, Perry, yeah. And he's saying, yeah, look, oh, I might I might just change and go out. Uh, and I was expecting him to, you know, get changed and go out, but he gets ambushed by by Parasite. And, and I thought that yeah. was really great because that was really unexpected. It kind of shows how unrelenting and how kind of in-your-face Parasite is. It's, it's almost like he he's... You know, he just—he's like a mosquito. You know, he doesn't go away. He'll just come back and get you. Uh, yeah. So no, I really like that scene uh, with him and and um, yeah, Superman's kind of depowered straight away and and rendered unconscious, I guess. I liked um, when you mentioned he bent the hospital thing. I like how he yeah. bent it back. <laughs> you bent it very polite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, can I also say as well? I mean, again, I haven't. Maybe Nathan, you can answer this because um, you know you're doing a podcast on the animated series. I am so impressed with the uh, the special effects, like the, the Foley uh, sound effects. Um, I think there's been a lot of time spent in actually um, getting the right, you know, sounds. Um, I don't know. Did you have you have you noticed that for that series compared to others, or is this like par for the course for, for any animated series? I think I think uh, you know Bruce Team and his team have. Um... You know, they've obviously got a good track record behind them with Batman the Animated Series and, you know, Shirley Walk, especially with the soundtrack of, of the anima- this animated series, has done a fantastic job. And every episode, you know, you hear that music score in the background, especially oh, yeah. with, really uh, you know, this, not only the Superman scenes, but also the villains. A lot of the villains have their own theme, mm-hmm. theme music as well, and mm-hmm. it comes across really well in most scenes. Most scenes throughout. Uh, a couple of times, uh, there's you know a couple of missteps here and there, um, especially. But it depends if you if you love that kind of music. Like a lot, of, I know a lot of people love the Lobo uh, music when oh, it comes yeah. on. And if you've seen the main man, yeah, um, you know just that loud like ACDC like kind of yeah. music, and people really love that. So so yeah, it's just a great great throughout, and um, you're yeah, always listening to it, and then some of it comes back in the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited as well. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, just production-wise, I, I think that aspect, like, yeah, the the, the audio uh, is really good. I mean, now that you mentioned the sound effects, like they're definitely really good. To me. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, I'm even thinking of him in the second episode. There's a really satisfying thing of Superman punching that metal wall at the yes. start. Yep, yep. Mm. And the way it crumples combined with the sound is like. Well, that, that, and I was thinking, I mean, if we'll just quickly jump to that second episode where um, Earl, like, presses that booby trap and there's that um, metal mm. thing that Superman's trying to lift up against and then he breaks it and you can hear all the cogs, like, breaking and it coming all undone yeah. and then those big cables kind of whip Earl. It, it's just like, I was, like, listening going, 
wow, like they've, they've paid attention. They haven't just put any generic, like, you know, boing. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was really, well, really well done. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, no, I think, you know, they put a lot of work into it. Uh, that's yeah. a pretty. That's a pretty full on house that Earl has got. Like, yeah, what the amount of money? The, <laughs> ma- the amount of money that he's put into that damn thing is ridiculous. He's got two titanium like front doors or whatever behind, just like a pseudo wooden door. <laughs> it's yeah, just it's, crazy. So I was watching like the first five minutes or like five seven minutes or whatever of that episode, where you know they're going to his house, and I'm like. Yeah. I'd seen it in ages, and I'm like, wait, is, what's going on here? He's just fighting this house. Like, uh, but anyway, back to feeding time. Yes. Uh, you know, when they're picking up the officer, and she's going into the hospital and stuff, Jimmy's just taking pictures of her face constantly. And I'm like, <laughs> Jimmy, maybe you should slow down. Like, yeah, yeah. It's poor check, and you just... And the cop, everyone's fine with him being there, just going, you know, click, 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 click. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> But yes. I like how Jimmy makes fun of the, the purple creature and says, what's his name, Barney? Oh, Barney, yeah. The, um, the, yeah. Yeah, the dinosaur. The dinosaur. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I still like how they're exactly. acting like, oh, she's crazy. It's like, oh. I know. You know, there's some stuff that's happened in this city already. Exactly. Like, <laughs> you've got, you've got a, an alien that, you know, can lift or pull a planet. That's and, crazy, And, and Jimmy's still going, like, yeah, what? A purple creature? Uh, yeah. Who's flying? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, it was, it was really fun. And, and the, the hotel, not the hotel, the hospital scenes were quite fun as well. There was a little bit of a tropey bit I had to laugh at. Um, there was the um, the the guard going into the... Oh, God, am, am I mixing this up with the other one? Oh, sorry. Maybe I am. I think you're, mix- I yeah, think you're yeah, mixing yeah, up yeah, the two yeah, crowd, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, let's, let me keep it for that one then. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, no, no, it's um, um the, the fight with... Uh, Parasite and Superman. Um, actually, Jimmy saves the day, or, or shall I say, Morse code saves the day as well. A bit yeah. of an SOS uh, there. I'm glad I I remembered my SOS, my Morse code course. <laughs> three shorts and three longs, right? Oh. Is that, that the uh, that's the SOS thing. Um, just repeat ad nauseum, and, and I think that's the reason why they did it. They made SOS SOS because it's very easy to remember. Yeah. Um, but yes, but Jimmy saves the day. It ends up being in Star Labs, where um, you know, semi grizzly Parasite wants to keep Superman just <laughs> for meals, basically. <laughs> yeah, he keeps saying like, you know, you're my dinner and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. He just wants the constant superpower boost. Uh, yeah, yeah, because he yeah he's trapped Superman. He just wants to feed on him and keep uh, just keep him doing crime, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what. He, yeah, I mean, like after. Robbing banks, you think he have, he'd have a better place, but yeah, he didn't really have a plan. He was just kind of doing stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but um, uh, yeah, yeah. Jimmy, um, but, sorry, sorry, Nathan. No, I was gonna, I was gonna just jump on what you're saying before, Ray, about Jimmy. And yeah. I love the fact that no one believed, like they're back at the Daily Planet, and Jimmy was going, well, "Has anyone checked Star Labs?" And Lois and Perry are pretty much <laughs> going. You're crazy. They've they've already checked that place. Yeah. It wouldn't be crazy to go back there. And Jimmy just decides to steal Perry's you know, right. cart yes. pass. And then the 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 security guard at Star Labs going, "You're a bit young to be a reporter, aren't you?" <laughs> yeah. Um. And then yeah, Jimmy ends up saving the day, but gets no credit, gets no, no accolades. There's no. no no That's party true. for him afterwards, and no. yeah, he uh, he weakens the chains for Superman. He he ducks away and yeah. hides. Uh, yeah, it's true. I, I, again, I like that scene as well. It's a little bit of um, a little bit of a moment for Jimmy, 
uh, you know, pretending to, he was so excited. Oh, oh sorry. I mean, yeah, of course, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, whatever he's going to do, lock up or I can't remember what the guy said, but um, yeah, yeah. Just uh, taking risks, stealing the press pass, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But speaking about uh, Parasite as well, Rudy Jones, uh, are you guys aware, have, do you remember the movie Tango and Cash? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Kurt Russell, Sylvester. Yep, so there was a villain in there. Um, it was the bald, bald guy. I think he's like a South African sort of voice in there. He's, his name's Brian James, and that's the voice actor for oh. for Parasite. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. So, yeah, that's where, that's where I remember him most from, um, from Tango <laughs> and Cash. I'm sure there's another, there's another couple of movies around there that I do know him from, but, yeah, that's the most movie I remember him from anyway. Well, I'm, I'm hoping Ryan James is happy that someone remembers him <laughs> from Tango and Cash. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I mean, well, it's okay, we're getting a few pretty cool um, big names here. And when, when well, I scoured uh, – sorry, sorry, Connor. I was going to say, Patel uh, is Malcolm McDowell. So. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say that as yeah. well. Yeah, when I scoured the other episodes, Malcolm McDowell was like Metello. So, um, yeah. actually, so speaking of famous voice, or not famous voice actors, so Shooter McGavin is Jarrell. Who? Huh. Shooter Mc. Who? So you know, really haven't um, seen Happy Gilmore. Yeah, Happy Gilmore. Oh yeah, oh yeah, ages ago. I haven't. I so, don't remember wow. names of the characters. Shooter McGavin's the main bad guy. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, so, yeah, him. He was. Yeah, he's been in a lot of movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he's the he's the voice of Jarrell. If you go, if you oh. watch the last Sons of Krypton, uh, okay. the first two episodes yeah. at least. Yeah. That, yeah. There's uh, Christopher. Oh, uh, will come to me later on. But yeah, that's definitely him. And okay. It's, it's, the amount of voice actors, you know, that you you'll recognise throughout this series is incredible like you said before yeah it's um yeah just picking up ones here and there and we'll talk about another one and two's a crowd as well so <laughs> yeah nice yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's great um, um so yeah he gets the lead suit and defeats him yeah uh, which, which is also his space suit yes and that was kind of established at the very beginning of the episode um just to show it all works and everything so yeah people at the are the eggheads at Star Labs um, working on it and seems to be quite successful. Um, this thing with Parasite getting done by Kryptonite, did that make sense? Andy? Yeah. I mean, that did make sense to yeah. me. Yeah, makes sense to me. Because well, so he, he, he absorbed all of Superman's powers and qualities, right? So oh, okay, he right. vulnerabilities too. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought there was like, I thought like, you know how he sucks things off living people. It's like I couldn't understand what what he was sucking off the. Crypto. Oh right, no. It's like no, oh, it's... okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So he's just as weak um, to Kryptonite. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now that was that was pretty good. Uh, and and towards the end, of course, the little cockroach. Um, I like that. A little bit of a tease at the end. <laughs> yeah, the smile. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that was yeah that was very cool. Uh, they, they got nice ways to cap off their the episodes. I must say that one, and I was very happy with. Um, with Tears of the Crowd as well, but we'll get to so that. So we should uh, point out that Parasite doesn't kill people in this when he drains them. Um, yeah. No, in the comics he does, right? Or uh, Yeah, in the newer comics. I'm not sure if he did originally. Okay. I can't I can't imagine him doing that originally. I'm assuming he just sort of just yeah stunned people like this yeah. uh, back oh, yeah. in the 60s. But uh, yeah, no, he, he does like, yeah. you know, for a long time now. So Okay, yeah, because I do make a point in this uh, with that lady, the officer, uh, that after, yeah. what, after 12 hours or something, she's fine. She's, she's fine. Yeah, so that's good. And even the rat switches after, you know, he joins Oh, yeah, it. which is, oh, I felt so sorry for the rat. I'm hoping the cockroach well, the is okay. Fine, like, 
Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the cockroach died, but um, oh, I think yeah. I was the death they got away with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, pretty good episode. A pretty good um, origin, I think, of you know Rudy Jones. Yeah, and it gives you the lowdown on the character as well. Yeah, um, and, and a genuine threat to Superman. I mean, he can go toe-to-toe with him yeah. by basically stealing his powers. So, um, And it's, it's, only, it's only through his, his hands, his fingers, I guess, that he, that he sucks the, yeah? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, yeah. No, I'm just, you know. I'm, um, you know, I, I think it's a good introduction to Parasite, but I think, what makes it not a good introduction to Parasite is just this crappy visual design. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> like, nice the character's good, the voice acting's good and stuff, and yeah. the episode's fine. It's just, you know, he just looks... <laughs> I don't yeah. know, I just think it's not... Like, it's always no, bad. I mean, I, 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 you know, I can agree with you. It's a very kind of old-school, oldie, you know, costume. As you say, it probably works in the comics. It, you know, It's just even for this show, it's way too simplistic. Uh, yeah. yeah yeah i mean th- there are also very um classic elements to this tv show as well i mean with yeah. a, a little bit of the soundtrack as well uh it almost kind of hark uh, has a little nod to like nostalgia and, and old old-fashioned stuff am i right in picking that up or i think so yeah okay uh nathan yeah, yeah well if you go back um if you watch the um documentaries behind the scenes stuff that originally the animated series was supposed to be like a 40s, 40s okay yeah, yeah. Sort of well style. i get that vibe yeah yeah definitely um, but, uh, then, they didn't want to just do the flasher yeah thing yeah. again because you know i don't think that could be the um yeah okay no no that makes but, sense well it's funny you talk about the design of parasite you look at most of the design of the villains not just throughout the superman the animated series but justice league and justice league unlimited they pretty much all got the same body like, all their bodies are very much exactly the same. It's just that like, their head and, obviously, the yeah. design of their costume is different. But other than that, their body shape is very similar. You mean, like, the Dorito, Dorito chip yeah. body? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, um, yeah, so that, to me, that they pretty much just cut and paste that onto everybody and just gone, okay, let's just change the color, let's just change the right. head design. And, yeah. And, and, yeah, the, the heights are vary a little bit. But, yeah, other than that, they've just cut, cut and paste. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, that's... Uh, Body-wise, for sure. I mean, again, looking towards Tears of Crowd, the other episode, I, I found um, Earl. He was very, very distinct in his facial features, uh, which was really yeah. cool. I was, I was very impressed by. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Should we move on to Tears of Crowd? Yeah. Do you, Do you have anything to add, uh, Nathan, about this one? Or no, I think we've covered pretty much everything from feeding time, and it definitely. Uh, leads into this next episode and i think this this episode starts off really well straight into the action side of things there was no lead up to anything it was just yeah. you know the cop the cops are at this house trying to break yeah. in we don't know why and it all starts off and i, I love the the battering ram tank that tries <laughs> to go in straight away and just yes. um yep that didn't work that didn't I work the, yeah. also i love the pacing of these two episodes it really feels like you're getting a movie in 20 minutes mm, yep yep yeah, there's, there's a um, lot but it in there. it doesn't feel like rushed or anything. No, exactly. Like, there's a lot in there for 20 minutes. Um, yeah. And, and you're right, it doesn't feel rushed. There was enough space there to, to give us um, Parasite's origin. But uh, in this episode as well, the opening, you know, Gambit with with trying to storm that mansion. 
And, uh, you know, they're full plots. You know, yeah, this one's about yeah. like a big bomb going off. The first one has like this sort of build up of Parasite, you know, the sort of mm-hmm. soft horror atmosphere of like that they go for at the start, that it turns into. They just feel very full, like full arcs mm. that you would find in a film. Um, yeah. Especially, you know, this one as well, uh, which is a sort of classic. We have to use the bad guy to yeah. find the bomb, which yeah. I loved. Complete, uh, complete with uh, Hannibal Lecter trolley as he comes in. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it actually get, it almost gave me the uh, the face off vibes as well. Oh, the face off, yes, uh, awesome. Uh, be great. They're trying to find the bomb, but they, but obviously they're not switching faces. But they're trying yeah. to, yeah. That <laughs> gave me that vibe. So uh, this episode, uh, animation services by the TMS uh, Kirikuchi. Corporation, I probably butchered that. Uh, written by Stan Berkowitz mm-hmm. and directed by Hiroyuki Ayuama. Sorry about that pronunciation. Oh, uh, that sounded good. <laughs> nice one. Um, so, yeah, two's a crowd. So, as we mentioned, this starts off with uh, the villain, Earl, who I believe is specific to this show, Earl Gava, mm-hmm. and he's voiced by Brian Cox. Oh, wow. He's been in like a million things. He's got a great, uh, great voice. Yeah. Of recent yeah. fame, I guess he was King Agamemnon in uh, Troy. Really handed up in that, which mm-hmm. is good. Uh, he was uh, a general striker in the X Men yeah. films. X-Men. Yeah. He was. Jeez, uh, you know, I didn't realize that till now. Because <laughs> I haven't watched those in years. So. Yeah. Um, he also wrote a book recently where he just trashes everyone and it's hilarious. <laughs> it's like trashing like Johnny Depp and stuff. Oh, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Um, um, he's got a great voice. Yeah, that's um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we also get the classic characters as well. Sawyer, Connor, yeah, Maggie Sawyer, Maggie. Uh, sorry, Maggie. I'm saying Diane Sawyer. Maggie Sawyer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I believe she's a post-crisis invention. Okay. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. She's cool. She's like the metropolis cop. Who's uh, the guy with the big eyebrows? I thought he could have taken Dan on Turpin. it. Okay, I reckon he could have taken on the mansion with his own eyebrows. They, they, so, they were, yeah. so his design is actually based off um, Kurt, Jack, Jack Kirby. Kirby. I was yeah. about to say, okay, when you said based off the design, I bet it's Jack Kirby. Right. Because okay. uh, Turpin, uh, yeah, he first appeared in New Gods. Okay. It was created oh, by uh, Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. Yeah. Uh, ah, right. right. Actually, mostly Jack Kirby, um, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, a great opening scene. Um, yeah, and, and and when Superman comes in, uh, I didn't. It was it was really cool because again, Connor, you see Superman and, and differing power levels and stuff when mm. he, he goes for that first punch through the first door. Really satisfying. Uh, hey, <laughs> it was weirdly satisfying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, once and then the second one he gets through, but the the second door he just he gets bolted back. Um, that's a throw. Yeah, throws the first door through it, and it gets <laughs> through. But yeah, no, it was um no no really good as well. And and I was exactly like you, Nathan. I was wondering how the hell did this guy get this friggin' house set up because <laughs> it's got everything there. Um, but yeah, uh, so as crazy as the Iron Fist building, uh, <laughs> you know. But um, yeah. so yeah, the whole word out of this episode: this guy has a bomb. He's going to oh, yeah. set it off unless you give him fifty million bucks or something. Mm-hmm. So million. they have to get Parasite. So the guy gets, as Superman apprehends him, he gets knocked out. Um, yep. So they like, okay, the only way we can do this is have Parasite absorb his memories and figure out where the bomb is. 
And as Superman says, my gosh, that's just as dangerous as unleashing 50 atomic bombs or something like that. Um, yeah. So the gravity of using Parasite is well established. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and so basically they bring Parasite in his Hannibal Lecter little thing because yeah. um, the Parasite <laughs> says he'll do it, but he wants cable. He doesn't want books. He wants cable that, TV. That was hilarious. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could ask for anything. You've got leverage. What does he want? I want, <laughs> I want cable because the these cells are crappy. <laughs> it's like, mate, why don't you ask to get released? Well, I, think, <laughs> I think Rudy's kind of a moron. Like, yeah, I, think, yeah. I, I don't think he's the smartest tool in the show. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, that. It's probably intentional that he and just, um, yeah. so bring him in. He touches the guy, but uh, Earl's personality and force of will is so strong that he tra- his consciousness gets transferred to parasite and he kind of takes over yeah so uh, is this is this because is he not is he a human or is it just that he's just got such strong will i think he's just got like yeah. he's just got a, such a strong yeah okay he's like not... ego yeah, you know um and uh, uh yeah it's like one of those people who thinks he's so awesome that he actually is you know what i mean like wonder <laughs> of a matter type of thing yeah uh and yeah, so he he takes a parasite and he's like, Oh, okay, I'll tell you where the bomb is. Obviously it turns out not to be there, and then he convinces Rudy to sort of merge with him and they both inhabit the parasite and they hatch a scheme to get Superman and get his powers. So they actually tell Superman where the bomb is, they escape, obviously. Yes. Uh, which we'll talk about. Um <laughs> and uh so they go to this room of the bottomless pit, which I will talk about. Um and then <laughs> You know, Superman shows up, they start taking his powers, and then, you know, Earl sort of tips his hand that he thinks Rudy's useless, he'll sacrifice Rudy, uh, you know, to set off this bomb if he has to, and Rudy's like, hey, I'm kind of being used here, so Rudy uh, fights back and sort of uh, takes control, sort of, um, mm-hmm. or just trying to take control, Superman gets rid of the bomb, and then... Uh, the episode ends with Earl Grey captured and Rudy is watching Cable. Yes. Uh, yeah. did, you say, did you say Earl Grey? That's what I heard, Earl Grey. <laughs> no, Earl, Earl Grave, I said. Uh, but Grave. Well, very, very close. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that's the basic lowdown. So yeah. you can sort of just jump all over the place now. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. So what were we talking about before that? The house. Uh, oh, the house. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's just a, a small part at the beginning. Um, but there, there's also... There's that little bit where uh, you mentioned kind of Superman and Maggie go underwater um, yeah. to try and find the bomb, which was a nice little kind of shift in uh, in scenery, in canvas as well. Yeah. Kind of just creates a bit more of a a bigger kind of moment, like a bigger. I don't know why Maggie's going down there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's like get bomb disposal yeah. to go down, or not yeah. like the head of you know. Yeah, exactly. Not not like a detective or whatever. Um, I guess Superman's with her, so that's good insurance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you feel absolutely safe. Yeah. Um, with him there. Uh, but, but yeah, um, the it was, it was really funny. I, I thought uh, in a good way because he was so yeah. dominating over Rudy. Um, and so yeah, it surprised me that like I, I didn't know what to expect. I did not expect him to overtake Parasite's body. Um, yeah. So there's that, yeah, that was a, just a different dynamic of having this kind of internal struggle. And you see, you, you know, almost the mindscape as well of Rudy and um, and Earl just kind of going at it. And, um, yeah, 
I, I thought it was a, a generally a, a pretty entertaining episode. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know what to think. I, I, I guess more. Um, if anything, I would have. I don't know. I, I, I was hoping it would be more of a parasite centric episode, but I guess he's he's been pulled in to, um, you know, as a, as a tool to find out where this bomb is. So, uh, all in all, it was pretty good. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was leading back to what we were talking about before with the kind of um, character that Rudy is. Is You know, we spoke about, you know, they asked him, well, he said, although I want something in return if I do this for you and I want a ca- yeah. cable TV. And <laughs> as you said, Ray, yeah. I'd be asking, I want to be released. Yeah. But he, he's basically just gone, well, you know, I deserve to be in prison after what I did. So yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm happy just, just for cable. Like, I'm just happy to get that. Um, you know, and that's just the kind of character that he is. And, you know, we see that at the end of the episode as well when Elle's walking past and he's in, in his room laughing his head off, you know, watching his cable. So he's just a happy man with regards yeah. to that. But, but but going back down to, um, you know, when Superman and – I still love Superman in a suit underwater. Oh, yeah, um, with the, yeah, yeah, the blue, and, and the, black and grey, yeah. Exactly, and the scuba, the scuba I actually love the scuba suit, but I just love the fact that they're both the same scuba suits that him and Maggie are wearing, but he just happens to have the S logo on his suit anyway. <laughs> um, obviously, everyone could buy that suit, you know, as a you know as a figurine as well, plus the, oh, yeah. you know, the, the ah, space suit, but also yeah, the yeah. you know that obviously his uh, anti kryptonite suit as well. So he's got all these great suits that he's worn mm. throughout the series and. And it's funny how that ship, when you first see it, does not look that big, but when they're swimming inside it, it is it is huge. Oh, yeah, it seems like they they when Superman kind of um, saves Maggie and swims towards the surface, it goes on forever. It's like it's like oh, how yeah. big is this place? Oh, this ship, you know. But it also goes to show that how fast he's underwater. Like initially, he's just yeah. you know just yeah he's just swimming beside her. Yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden, I oh, know I'm in danger now, so he just flies underwater. But yeah, yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was uh, good. Good that Superman was there as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that that's cool. I just I like the whole premise. You know, I was sucker for getting. Oh, we need Parasite to find the bomb. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And uh, you know, then the whole mind meld thing was awesome too. Mm. Uh, yeah, because and, so, sorry, kind of because you you kind of expect it. Like it it, it kind of leads you towards. This is what it's going to be. This whole kind of trope of you know using the bad guy to find someone, and yeah. then you're expecting almost like a cat and mouse thing, you know, um, and yeah. they're more changed. But it doesn't. It just it subverts no, that yeah. because you end up just like he's actually in the mind of the, of Parasite. Um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was unexpected but really nice. Yeah. So the, the whole thing was cool. That diet was cool, and uh, you know. So uh, we'll talk about that scene you want to talk about, Ray, where the guard comes in and he <laughs> overpowers him. Uh, I had to laugh at because the, the guy the guard gets done, and then the nurse picks up the the strewn coffee cup on the ground, and then she wanders in, and then there was just this really dodgy scream. So whoever did the voice acting there, that's probably a little the only letdown. It was a really like ah. <laughs> kind of thing it made me laugh uh that was all but yeah the the very tropey thing of um parasite just you know the, what's behind the door and people just becoming victims um behind i it. thought you were you were gonna do um like 
the guard walks right up to Parasite's face, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> like in breathing range. He's like, "Hey, man!" Because <laughs> uh, no. I'm um, like, I don't know if she go that close to it because he still has his other hand there. You know, they didn't yeah. lock that up. Well, that's hilarious. That's hilarious as well. When when he gets wheeled in, they're covering his right hand, but you notice his left hand. He's just like free balling. It's just well, like... his his right hand has more range to move because he needs to absorb. I did notice that, but his left hand is tied down tighter. Okay, but like they could have covered it still. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, like it could have at least been covered because I'm. It's, it's a threat. It's a risk, right? He's got those, you know. Either anyway. way, he gets him with the right hand anyway. You know, yeah, busts out of it. So um, now I had some, I had some quibbles with the finale. Yep. Uh, so this bottomless pit. <laughs> it's cool, but they're just—it's just there to get rid of the bomb. Yes, like nope. they're like, oh, they yeah. just stopped building here because of this pit. Like, like you can't even, Superman. Even you can't even see. Yeah, the not bomb. even you, Superman. Yeah, and I'm like, does this show up in a later episode or something? And it's like, oh wait, no, it's just used to get rid of the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> it's just—it's just a trench. Yeah, big explosion. No, they, they, they use that in the Journey to the Center of the Earth movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it would be cool if they used that in the Doctor Fate episode. Oh, yeah, because it did remind me of that episode, Connor. Because they do have a big yeah. pit in that episode. Yeah. True, but unfortunately that's in the, the middle of the Daily Planet. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, nice pick up there. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And then uh, yeah. Superman inexplicably not wearing his space suit <laughs> for this. So it worked last time. He's just not going to wear it this Why time. Why did he forget? I mean, it's fair enough. They want to dump you. My uh, thoughts with my thoughts with with you, Connor, with that as well. You've walked in here with nothing. Yeah, a briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's been what six or seven episodes, so he's forgotten by now he's about it. Hamilton to remind him. Yeah. Actually, speaking of the briefcase, we no one actually confirmed whether th- there was fifty million dollars worth of money in that suitcase, and if there was, <laughs> it blew up. <laughs> so, You're right. So, <laughs> who, who signed that off? <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing the money was in there. Uh, but, yeah, no, they didn't get it out. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, I, I really enjoyed uh, the... Because everything seemed to be travelling okay. Like, Superman was getting directions from Earl as to where to go, where the bomb was. He even gives him the yeah. code as well. And I'm glad to say yeah. that the three... 159 was accurate when Superman um, pressed it on the keypad uh, and that disarmed it. So that was all cool. But I love the fact that Parasite, again, this whole whole idea that he's always coming at you. He was um, buried just mm. underneath the bomb and he just comes out and, and tries to grab Superman again. And he's visibly shaking. Yeah, that was cool. I like yeah. that, how he buries himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just rises up a zombie, you know. Just, yeah, something like really inhuman about that. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, animalistic, but yeah, um, that was really fun uh, to to see. And then he quickly does some um, some work on the keypad again, and he manages to to arm it again and to disable the disable code. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so no, that that was all good. No, I, I love the whole sequence towards the end. Uh, but exactly like you kind of. This bottomless pit. I mean, geez, it's that's a big yeah. call. It's a big call, you know. It's disappointing that it's just only relevant for the bomb. Yeah, and it yeah. was cool. Like it showed how bad the bomb was that it went wow. that high. It's massive, but um, yeah. at the same time, it's just like, oh, they stopped building because of this bottomless pit. <laughs> and 
what's in there? Is it a Balrog? What's going on there? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I was half hoping was Superman head was there. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was half hoping Superman would actually see what was in there. Like, you know, as yeah. Earl says, "Oh, not even you can see towards the end of it." I thought he was going to do something. They could have easily tied it in, put like a little dark side thing in there or something. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, despite like my main thing is like him not wearing the suit. I thought was really dumb. They could have mm-hmm. like had him wear the suit and have it get torn or something. But uh, still enjoyed the episode. Still thought it was really good. I love the ending where Rudy gets his cable. <laughs> yeah, because that was, um, again, it was a little play on what you'd expect. And, you know, you'd usually expect maniacal laughing at the end. But then it's explained. It's just like, He's just laughing at the yeah. cable. And it's it's something quite kind of, um, I don't know. Innocent, yeah. I was about to say yeah. charming, but it's yeah, like, yeah. Ah, good on you, Rudy. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was good. The, the yeah. one thing I was going to ask you guys about, I'm um, talking about the bottom, bottomless pit. So Superman's and Rudy, uh, well, Garver at the time, both end up landing in the pit just before the bomb explodes. But Superman actually doesn't save Parasite. So do, do you think, oh. in the back of his mind, do you think oh, he's drained enough of my power, he's going to survive this blast, or? You think he's just, oh, I've got to save myself, and then if he's still there, then I'll try and help him afterwards. I just found that really strange because normally be... Superman's first thought was, I need to rescue him no matter what. Yeah, yeah, you think I that. Thought, yeah. I mean, I thought it was heat of the moment, plus I think like maybe they just didn't really have the time or budget to sort of do another sequence. Maybe they just yeah, sort yeah. of wanted to, you know, um, get Superman. Like, I mean, we all know Parasite will be fine, I guess. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. he's kind of like a sponge anyway so true you know i'm not sure that would kill him but yeah no it is a it is a thing to note i did notice that but i didn't yeah. really think much of it that's a good uh, pick up yeah i don't but think I there did... was any intention there you know what i mean no. yeah exactly but i did like the next scene when you know earl's woken up in his own body and he's in the back of the ambulance he opens oh, the door yeah. that's right and superman's <laughs> flying it to the yeah to the that was Stryker's cool island. Yeah, Which that, I, I find yeah. I find ironic, as we just spoke about before, or you just mentioned before, Ray, that it's Striker from X Men Two, but he's oh. going to Striker's <laughs> Island. Yeah, that's I just true. thought that was, yeah. that was ironic, and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 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 now that was a good that was a good scene as well because uh, no, again, animation was done really well. Like he opened the door, and mm. you can almost feel Jesus, I'm so high up. Um, yeah, yeah, good thing. Like it didn't like get disoriented and fall out. Oh, um, I mean, because we all yeah. think that, right? When we see that scene, we're like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd hope Superman would hear that and then just, I don't know. Oh yeah, he'd be he'd be right. around. Yeah, yeah. But, Unless it was uh, like Superman Lowell's, he might drop him or something. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I I've, I've don't worry, guys. I know we haven't talked about it this time, but you know, next next episode will be uh, Heracles, but it will start off with some Superman Lois, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because uh, they made some choices. Uh, recent episode I couldn't talk about. Always um, make some choices that kind of. Nathan, you watching it? Are, are you watching Superman and Lois? Yeah, I have. I've um, yeah. I've missed the last couple of episodes just to, uh, just, been, just been away with work and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I want to kind of catch up on three or four episodes in one hit. But yeah, yeah. thoroughly enjoying it. Um, yeah. You know, they're going down a certain path now. <clears throat> I think at the start. <clears throat> excuse me. At the start of season two. I think we all had a different thought of where it was going to go, mm. um, especially with the first episode when, yeah. you know, the clank, the clank, yeah. and we're the just going, okay. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think we all got excited, then all of a sudden we're down a different path, and we're going, oh, 
oh, what are you doing to us? But they always seem to surprise us. So, you know, look. Oh, they surprised me they this latest. They surprised Connor. Yeah. Not in a good <laughs> yeah. way. They haven't responded. I mean, they surprised me in a good way when it turned out to be Bizarro because mm, I really yeah. liked Bizarro and I thought it was too early for a death story. But uh, there has been no good surprises since then. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I've seen some of your stuff on social media. And I'm, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> I always make for Connor. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah. so you're a fan of season two, Nathan, or you not oh. feel it? What? Oh, I'm 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 a fan of all things Superman, so I'll continue to watch it just like any Superman fan will, and uh, and just enjoy it for what it is, and and yeah, it's just um, you know because there's no. You know, Superman in the movies at the moment, and we all know. Well, it's all we got. <laughs> exactly, and you know. Yeah, and, I, th- I, th- I think you you said it well, Nathan. It's almost like for those that are interested in Superman, and you're right as well, Connor. It's, it's all we got. But like, there's al- yeah. always a curiosity. I mean, regardless of if it's good or bad or whatever, you like it or hate it. I mean, you always still go back to it because it's Superman, right? And you just uh, you just want to see how it goes. Uh, you just want to see how he's depicted. Like on screen, so I mean, I, I take exactly what you say, Connor, as well. I mean, it's not, I mean, we, you know, um, fear well, it's better than derailing what we got. this. Sorry, it's better than what we got of him in Supergirl. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, you know, CW shows, whether you like them or not, that you know, that's everyone, anyone's cup of tea. Uh, it's it's not mine, but I I enjoy just kind of watching it anyway. Um, yeah, because it's. You just want to see the actiony bits. <laughs> you want to see mm. uh, how how he yeah how he's kind of depicted. So um, I guess we'll see how it all goes. I'm actually not the biggest fan of his suit. Like I know it's better than, okay. than Supergirl, and but like and it's you know it's starting to grow me a little bit. But I think it's just too dark in some right. in some right. places. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but I think that's just my nostalgia coming out of me. Like for me, his costume needs to be. You know, I, I grew up with. Lois and Clark when he's when he's you know yeah. when Dan Kane's costume was dark blue so you yeah, know it's yeah. but but the red was just bright and so was the yellow and his costume was just bright as whereas this one's a little bit you know this is probably almost a darker tone of Superman that we're used to I suppose mm-hmm. with yeah. um you know especially when you go back to Smallville even though that wasn't Superman as such obviously that was Clark Kent but but yes but I, I still love it for what it is like I, like I was saying before and I'll continue to watch it um yeah. through all of its faults and. And yeah, as you said, Ray, it's, it's it's the only thing we've got at the moment. So um, until something else comes up, and you know, <laughs> all these different rumours about oh, he might be coming, you know, um, oh, yeah, Henry Cavill coming Henry Cavill, back, but yeah. you know, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I think we'll see him first in um, uh, what's he what's he doing now? Witcher um, three, which Witcher, or you know, he'll come back as um, uh, Sherlock things, Holmes. Yeah, go back to Sherlock Holmes oh, again. Oh yeah, in that, that series as well. Yeah, so. that series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> we'll just wait and see. Yeah, yeah. Those those rumors, I'm pretty sick of them at this point. Like they've been happening ever since uh, Bambi Superman or Justice League, mm. whatever. They just won't stop. But um, back to uh, uh, Superman awesome. the animated series. Yes. So, what what episodes did you both prefer uh, out of the two? Oh, that's a tough one because actually I really did enjoy both of them. Um, just really well paced. Uh, but Nathan, I'll, I'll let you tee off. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> it is a tough one because I enjoy both of them for what they are. Um, I'll probably have to go back to feeding time just for the fact that 
it was a, it was the origin story. Uh, I know it was kind of a say it's not the best origin story um, you can depict it. Uh, even though I really enjoyed, um, you know, the second one too, the crowd of what it was as well. But I, I just like how we, we learned who the, who the character was. I actually like all the origin stories throughout the animated series of all the villains, and mm-hmm. I like to know where they all started from and and also where they end up and. Um, um, you know, and we'll see. You know, we get to see Parasite again in season two later on when he, you know, he teams up with Livewire as well. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, and and yeah. it's funny when we talk about how they they join episodes together. So you know, then this episode we notice that he he gets the big screen TV, and in that episode, you know, Livewire sees him, thinks he's pathetic because he's got the, he just sits there and watches his TV. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the continuity does match up with each other, which That's I do cool. love. Continuity is a big thing for me. I love oh, how they do yeah. join together, and I hate it when they don't do it. Um, yeah. Not just for this series, but anything. I hate how they – you know, people get paid a lot of money for continuity, and they don't do it properly. It just, yeah. You know, yeah. But, but, but again, I think Feeding Time just nudges ahead just a little bit, only because it's an origin story. Mm-hmm. The, um, I mean, continuity in Superman, the animated series, is really great. It's one of the noteworthy – things about it like his fortress gets built up over numerous episodes which i always liked um so yeah that's cool um how about you connor uh which one did you prefer uh i'm gonna go the second one okay i thought the first episode had cool moments but uh and you know it was was a classic standard parasite but parasite carrying it by himself as a villain just didn't work as much for me because i just don't think he's good visually uh which i think is important so yeah. I'm giving it to the second episode, which also had an interesting premise. Uh, yes. I just didn't like the you know bottomless pit and no lead suit aside, it was still good. So yeah, yeah. Look, I, I think um, oh, it's a hard one, but I, I think I'd have to say the second one maybe nudges in front a little. I was about to say feeding time uh, because of the origin story, exactly as you're saying, Nathan. But um, the scope. I think just seems a little bit larger. I mean, I love the origin stories, but essentially it was it was basically Parasite versus Superman, with, you know, with Jimmy in there to to save them. Um, but with this other added element of, of Earl and um, and you have Maggie Sawyer and all that, and this bomb and and Parasite being used um, by the good guys, uh, it just it just seemed like a little bit more grand. Um, and yeah, so I, I enjoyed that aspect. Um, but as you also said, said Connor, I think it fell flat a little bit towards the end, um, just with the bottomless pit and, uh, the finale. Uh, so I much preferred that in feeding time. Uh, but yeah, maybe, maybe just to the crowd, just by a whisker, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm um, both very good actually. I mean, I both highly recommend both of them um, to anyone that hasn't watched the animated series or was starting to look to you know just to to check it out. I mean, they they're worth checking out. Um, you don't have to watch all this all the previous episodes before like this the what the five episodes um, before no, episode six. Yeah. So no. it's pretty much standalone and and gets you a good. I don't know what you say, Nathan. It's a good. Um, example of of the animated series yeah definitely yeah. um you know feeding time you don't have to watch the first five episodes to understand like you know who superman is that's yeah. that's more than fine but if you want to know who parasite is in this series then watching feeding time first will probably you know make it easy for you to understand who the character is but because mm-hmm. as, you, as you mentioned before kind of like parasite in the comics is very different to it is in the animated series so i would yeah 
recommend watching Feeding Time first if you're going to watch them in yeah. unison. But um, but it's good that you know that there's only what uh, three or four, four or so episodes in, or five episodes in between Feeding Time and Two's a Crowd anyway. So mm-hmm. just just yeah. watch those episodes leading up. You got a couple of Lobo episodes in there, and you got Brainiac as well. And yeah, um, yeah. So got some stuff in the middle. So. Sh- all fun. Yeah. It's actually interesting as well. You did mention, um, you know, and obviously I'm not disputing it at all, but like how the continuity is really good in the animated series. I think it's actually good as well that, uh, as we both alluded to, um, you know, there aren't that many references to the episodes in between or before. Yeah. So I yeah. think that really works well if you want to isolate episodes and watch them like we've done episode six and 13 and you can actually see them as like a, a little bit of an arc. Um, I think, it, yeah, I think it really works well because I would have been confused if, you know, they reference Metallo or what happened last week or, you know, something like that. And I think that would maybe detract a little bit from it, but I think it successfully is able last to week super bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> successfully able to um, create this kind of, you know, um, story unto itself, um, which is good. Oh, exactly. And, um, you know, just doing another shout-out for another podcast, Digging for Kryptonite, um, Anthony Desiato, that he actually broke down, I think, five separate episodes and did that very thing. He broke it down into story okay. arcs. Like, he did, oh. like, all the villains. He did all the, you know, Kryptonite. He did, you know, uh, Dark Side, Apocalypse side of things. And yeah. so there's, there's different ways you can do it. And we're talking about continuity. If you – watch Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, there's a big story arc with Cadmus in Justice League Unlimited, and a lot of that is stemmed from Justice, uh, Season 3 yeah. of Superman the Animated Series, you know, especially with Professor Hamilton. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, you, you see how good friends they are in this episode between Professor Hamilton and Superman, but that, that takes a big twist in Season 3, especially Legacy Parts 1 and 2, yeah. and that leads into Justice League Unlimited and continuity, yeah, definitely... Um, that's what I love about the series. You know, you, you can if, you, if you've never seen Superman the animated series and you watch Justice League for the first time, and you go, "Where did all this come from?" Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's right in front of us right now. So that's yeah. why I love it. Nice. Well, a lot of people have seen Justice League without Superman, and I say, yeah. "Stop that!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. All um, right. Uh, well, um, I guess we don't really do ratings. We don't really watch enough. No, <laughs> to do ratings for them. That makes sense, unless yeah. you really want to rate them. Sometimes rate one studios. No, no. I mean, like, I, I think we. I mean, compared both of them together. Yeah. I mean, again, but they're both pretty good. So, um, I think that's a good yeah. gauge for people. Yeah. Um. Well. So as we mentioned, uh, next week we'll be doing our final, or next next episode we'll be doing our final. Uh, Bonus episode on that Heracles series, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that'll that'll be cool. Um, but until then, uh, Nathan, why don't you plug your shows yeah. and stuff? But what are you up to? Um, yeah, guys. Um, so I host a podcast called Superman the Animated Podcast. I've just recently completed uh, Superman the Animated series. Uh, it was yeah. a bit of a oh, sad, nice. bit of a sad ending. Um, so if anyone's listened to the podcast, the first two seasons I pretty much did predominantly on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but season three, I was very lucky enough to have some very special guests, uh, including yourself, Connor. And in the future, obviously, Ray, I want to get you involved as well. Oh, yeah, mate. absolutely. Um, I've just uh, just uh, recently um, released uh, 
the movie. And, you know, we talked about um, the killing joke, Ray, but this one uh, was a tough one. We, I spoke about Superman brainiac attacks. Uh, oh. oh, yeah. So oh. Oh, we could talk for hours about that. So basically it's a it's an animated movie that was that I originally thought was based off Superman the Animated Series. Um, if you look at the animation style, you would think so. Mm-hmm. But when you actually watch the movie and you hear the fact that it's not Lex Luthor, well, it is Lex Luthor, but it's a different type of Lex Luthor, even though it looks right. like him. It's not Clancy yeah. Brown. And same with – it's not Corey Burton as Brainiac. It's a different voice actor, and it's really confusing. Oh. And But, yeah, so go and have a listen. Alan um, from DCAU Podcast was uh, grateful enough to come and talk about it. Oh, uh, no. We, <laughs> we, had, we, had lot, we had lots of – I got him to talk about it because he already spoke about it on his podcast, so I thought he'd love to do it again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was there for that one, Brainiac Attacks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 Looking forward to listening to your take on it. Uh, mine was more positive than everyone else, but I don't think it was very good. Uh, I just thought it had some cool sequences, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you've never seen the animated series and watch it for what it is, it's actually not a bad movie. Um, okay. But if you are like me and love the animated series, it's really strange. But, yeah. but if you want to, if you want to find uh, the podcast on all your favorite podcatchers, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Sup Animated Pod. Or you can find me personally on Facebook at the M Word eighty one, or on Twitter at the M Word eighty one, on Instagram at the M Word dot eighty one, or you can go to the website at www.themword81.com. Cool. No, great stuff. Go check it out, everyone. Um, it, it's great. It's fun stuff. It's uh, yeah, a little sad to hear that the the wrap up to the animated series has been mm-hmm. done, but it sounds like there's a lot of uh, a lot head there, uh, Nathan, for you to to cover and to enjoy and to. Yeah. Scrutinize. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, up next week is um, Superman Doomsday. So the first DCAU Ooh, movie, which uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 funny going back to these movies, you know, that I that you know watching for the first time and then going back and actually reviewing it for what it was, and yeah, mm. it's 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 a lot of fun. So um, it kind of shines a different light, I guess, because you've really got to. I don't know, pay more attention, I guess, if you're going to, you know, analyse it. So I guess you pick up more things as well. Yeah. Well, that's just it. And, and the, the, the funniest thing about talking about this movie was, you know, if, if you go back to the comic book and you just go, okay, that, that's pathetic um, for what they did. But, but understanding, you know, putting what they had to do in a, you know, 75-minute movie, mm. you know, at the time, you think, oh, job well done. Uh, but even though the movie's called Superman Doomsday, but Doomsday's only in it for like 25 minutes and the rest of it is gone. But but luckily enough, they were smart enough years down the track to bring out two separate movies based on the death of yeah. Superman, which was so much better. And I can't mm. wait to talk about those movies in the future. So, Ooh. but yeah, and they just keep I, improving. I, re- I was a really big fan of Doomsday. I thought, I mean, I thought it did stuff better than the comic. Um, yeah. For one, you didn't have to. The problem with the comic, Death and Return of Superman, is it just. Uh, as we talked about continuity, there was just so much stuff that was carried over from before. Like Lex was put his brain in a clone body and was pretending to be his son, and like that's all stuff yeah. he had to know. Right. Whereas the Superman yeah. Doomsday, it tells. I don't look at it as an adaptation. I look at it as like inspired by, and it tells a different story. And yeah. uh, I don't know. I really like it. We did a commentary for it actually. Okay. Um, yeah. Ray and I, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just it. And all these movies is. Um, you know, everyone has a love or hate relationship with these movies. Yeah. Same with the TV shows. Like, 
you know, I was so grateful to speak to you, Connor, about the episode Unity. I've had so many people talk to me about how they don't like the episode. Yeah. The, fact that you, the fact that you love it, it just goes to show that there's people <laughs> out there that there's a love-hate relationship, but, but we all come together, and it also changes people's perspectives as well, and that's why we love doing these podcasts together. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It gives you a bit more food for thought, uh, listeners yeah. and, and, you know, hosts yeah. alike. Unfortunately, the Batman the Killing Joke didn't help anybody for us for our <laughs> podcast, Ray, but, uh, but you never know. There's obviously people out there that liked it. So yeah, it's funny because exactly. Alan was looking for months for one person who liked that movie and he didn't find them. No. Yeah. The closest they got, I think, was you and Ray, who I said they might like it. I don't know. They might like it. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I, I don't think we hated it. I think we just didn't – because I've never read the just, comic book. But, oh, okay. Um, but – and that's why I think I liked it for what it was. But after reading the comic book, you go, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah I read the um, comic. And it's, you guys Bruce yeah. Tim is a weirdo. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's <laughs> choice, his choices. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but that. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, thanks, Nathan. Huge thanks. Uh, yeah. And everyone, until next time, uh, it's dinner time. Yum. <laughs> Peace. See ya. <laughs> See you guys. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter, at lskpodcast. Our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.